Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have inverted and described themselves as crunchy death metal grooves. They're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and there are five members, Josh, Mitch, Ross, Andy, and Alex. They have a new album or a new EP out that came out on November 11th. You can check that out on all streaming sites. But more importantly, you can go and support them by purchasing the Bandcamp. So Inverted Vision. So we're going to talk with them in a little bit. I'd like to remind you that there is an upcoming hometown concert coming up at Shank Hall on May 12th, Friday night. It's going to include hometown group Alley Eyes, along with American Restless and The Silent Comedy. So go check that out. Tickets are available on shankhall.com. show is 8 o'clock and it's a $15 fee to get in. And also it's going to be an album release for most of those groups. So go check out that group on May 12th. Hall. Hope everyone had a great uh, holiday and New Year's celebration. But let's get right into the conversation with the guys over at Inverted Vision. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Inverted Vision. Welcome to the podcast, yes, gentlemen. Thanks. How's it going? It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> going well, going well. Now that we got technical issues oh, taken yeah. care of. So why don't we do a quick music origin story from each of you, kind of how like, what inspired you to be in music uh i'm mitch i play guitar in an inverted vision and i've been playing in bands since high school i'm 30 now so 14 years it's been a while so okay. uh, i've done everything from indie rock to death metal grindcore all the above a lot of metal a lot of rock so some jazz so. great okay yeah nice i am andrew i am the drummer <laughs> i have been into music and band since high school mostly marching stuff stuff like that or whatever till after high school i started getting into a little bit of band stuff then i took a couple years off and i came back with inverted vision nice sick and i am joshua i am the vocalist and i have been dabbling in music since a young age i <laughs> dabbling i i use my words man i like i like i like them um I, nice. I lived in Nashville for a while. I worked behind the scenes in the music industry and played in a couple bands over there as a drummer. Uh, but Inverted Vision is my first live venture into being a vocalist. I did like a little studio album with a couple of friends called uh, Faction of the Gray before I joined Inverted Vision about a year ago. Yeah. You know. thought, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, what influenced you growing up for music did you have people in your family that were musicians or friends or how did how did the the spark start for you guys uh, for me it was my dad my dad grew up uh just an audiophile head you know he had like the giant speakers and i mean i listened to so many different albums as a kid i listened to like megadeth but then pink floyd and zz top and everything in between so for sure my dad nice yeah i don't think i really attribute it to any particular person for me music was always kind of just like an escape from reality mm. there you go nice yeah i don't i don't know if i have like a person i just wasn't a sporty kid and for being like a, a kid that didn't really enjoy being outside like music could be both inside and outside so i kind of started doing that yeah cool cool all right so you guys have been playing music for 
for a while now. And um, I know you said it was your first live venture, but the other guys have probably played in bands that have played out yep. before. Uh, what um, what do you see at, as like a positive in the music scene, the local music scene, um, and some of the things that you think are struggling that need some help? Um, I can. I've I've lived in Milwaukee for eight years. I grew up in Racine. And I've noticed that Milwaukee is very DIY, which is good and bad. Um, it's good because it brings bands together. Unfortunately, there's also cliques within um, the the community, specifically like I've noticed in the hardcore community. There's very it's it's really tough to break into that unless you know people. And also, a lot of the bands have kind of fallen off, and then they rebuild into some other. You know, there's like members of one band join this other band they you know it's like this constant group of people um what i've noticed but then you have bands that are have no clicks and then you just find them at venues like shout out to Knifeback. they're a band yeah. that oh, yeah. we've become really good friends with and they started around the same time as us so it's one of those things where it's like you kind of got to form groups but i don't know i mean just you know be nice and meet people and we're all in this together we're all just trying to play music we're all potential friends. right yes, like yes. we are yeah. all potential friends exactly come on but i think i think once you find that group of people or even when i think one of the cool things about at least our experience being um playing live a couple times is like the bands that we do play with like you stick with them like they oh yeah they sure. become like yeah. as mitchell's just saying like knife back is just like they're our buddies and we really enjoy playing with them and it becomes like this this family to where like you go and support each other you go yeah. out to shows you i think a lot of times it's easy to be like okay we're gonna go play a show and then we're done for a little bit but it's like you want to make sure that you are supporting those people and i think there is a lot of support there uh it just takes a little bit of effort so gotcha gotcha yeah i hear what you're saying it's it's like some people think that they can just walk onto a stage and create, you know, their own community without talking to anybody inside their yep. community. And you can't totally. do that. Totally. Yeah. Things just don't come like that. You like if you want good things, you have to work hard for them. And working hard means going on a Tuesday night to a bar <laughs> for a band that starts at 1 a.m. You know, right. that's just kind of what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. Right? Or I mean, I've noticed, too, is that like, you know, I mean, we're a little bit older than you know some of the bands but like yeah. when i was younger i wouldn't always stay for all of the bands and that's something that i think people should do is stay for all the bands because you can learn a lot from the bands whether it's what to do or what not to do i think what not to do is probably the biggest thing that i've learned from bands whether they're touring or local bands but like yeah i'm not gonna do that not that's not cool you know yeah. You learn those lessons real quick. Yeah. Show up early, stay late. Yeah. Be a good yeah. person. Talk to supporter. the venue owners, you know, tip your bartender. And if you can, man, like if you like the band, like get something. Yeah, buy them. some like, merch. Huge. Yeah, we huge. we try to do that. We try to buy something from the merch table, whether it's stickers or t-shirts, and support them because we want right. the same thing and we're all just trying to do this together. You know, put out in the world what you wanna what you want to get from it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And with that kind of mindset, what would you, I mean, of all the things that we've kind of talked about, what would be like the main thing that you would want to do to help focus the music Ooh, community? Um, I would say egos are a huge thing in the Milwaukee yes. metal scene that I've noticed. It's again, just the toxicity of like egos and people thinking they're like 
you know, hot stuff because they've been in the scene for so long and they can get away with stuff. Like, no, man, like you can't, you know, go on Facebook and like talk a lot of smack about, you know, whoever. And it's like, people are going to know about that or, you know, just don't be a, you know, not a nice person. A yeah. Deeper, yeah. You know? uh, but in reality, I would also say like, there's other venues out there. Like Rockstar Saloon's been really good to us. Yeah, um, Rockstar. You know, yeah. we started at Orson Saloon. Like there's a lot of small bars that are just trying to, you know, have some live music. And it's like, yeah, man, like support those places. You know, it's not just the rave or Cactus Club or X-Ray. Those places are great too, but there's like other names out there as well. Right, exactly. I mean, if you go down to Nashville, for example, there's there's music row, basically. Yep. You know, you go from one bar to the next and it's going to be something completely different vibe, mm -hmm. but everybody's supporting oh, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I think the biggest thing, yeah. but the bridal parties, those are consistent through each bar. <laughs> I mean, it is what the bachelor and bachelorette capital, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure. We love it. I, I worked at a Panera yeah. bed on <laughs> Broadway down in Nashville. That was a trip. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some music that you guys are, are working on. Um, I think you guys have an album out, right? We have a single or, right now called The Table, a single out. and the album yep. is coming very soon. Our very uh, soon. our bassist is actually the one that's doing most of the mixing, yep. most all all yep. of the mixing, Alex, and he has like a soft goal to get it done by like mid-October, which is great. And yep. we have like a, a short little run in November, and we're hoping to have the CD ready to go by then. Yep. yep. Gotcha, gotcha. So if he's mixing it right now, is that are you saying that everything is recorded? Yes, yes. And ready everything is recorded. Yes, we are not making any more changes. As of last week, I think. As of last week, <laughs> I, I, tracked, I tracked the last. Oh my god! Line. Yeah. yeah. No, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Because <laughs> we lost. Oh, yeah, DIY. We, yeah, yeah. So that's another thing is that we're trying to DIY everything, but we are everything have, in house. We are going to have somebody master our stuff because we at least need another set of ears to make sure that we're doing it right. Okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We. I think mystery mystery room, mystery room, yeah, mystery room. where we send yeah. our stuff to. Uh, yeah, okay. Not Madison. Yeah. Okay. Mystery Room. Yep. Justin is an excellent, so excellent uh, mastering so engineer. Yeah. He, mastered he mastered the table. Yeah. Single. He mastered he a single. Jet. He's so cool. Yeah. So nice, too. Uh, so let's talk about the recording process. I know you guys just got done saying it's D DIY. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of bands do that because, you know, recording studios are, especially in this area, are far and wide and they're expensive. Yep, 100%. With, but if you don't want to get into the technical part of the, the recording Ooh. session, then <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I, okay. I think the thing for like, cause I, I've recorded at some studios in the area and you know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes it's bad, but I think the reason why we went, there's twofold why we went one was because money, it costs a lot, mm -hmm. obviously. Second of all is we get to control what we want and we get to listen to everything and go through like, Oh, we don't like this or that. Like, like we said, we we just finished, you know, adding something yesterday yep. um, in post. And that's the beauty of recording um, ourselves. And then we can kind of mess around with guitar tones. We're all pretty gearheads in our own rights. So I think it's one of those things where it was uh, an opportunity for us to learn. And um, there's a lot of bands that are doing that now that we look up to. And I think, um, you know, we can only get better. And, you know, we have friends and uh, family members that we ask like hey what do you think about this or that and you know try to get as much info as possible but then also rely on ourselves and 
we have a lot of discussions every day about the recording process. Yeah, I mean, the process is longer for sure, but oh, yeah. I feel like <laughs> we're also indecisive too. We're just like, let's try this one thing. <laughs> yeah, we're always we'll have yeah. all these different takes. And then we finally get to be this, like, we get to come to this conclusion, like, all right, this is the final one. Like, right. let's let's like decide this is the one we want to go with. And right. usually that's the best one, you right. know? And yeah. yeah nothing's ever i know like as as a creative and as like a creator musician everything like there's never going to be like all right this is the final take there's always going to be a tweak but right. it's nice to be able to make those little tweaks until we get closer to that just about final yeah you uh we have to uh we abandon the project i think you too does that they never stop recording they just yep. abandon yep. projects because if not we can go on forever but totally i think it's always been about the songs for us so it's like how do we make the best song and that's the thing is like you know, if I bring an idea and it's not as good as like what Ross brings in or Alex or Andy or Josh, like, okay, cool, move on. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like we've been in music so long that we know like, okay, it's all about the song. Like songwriting is super important. I've been in bands where it's riff salad and it goes nowhere and it sucks, you know, versus <laughs> we like love our greens. We're just, yeah. Yeah. We don't need riff salad. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need riff salad. <laughs> and talking about songwriting since it's something that you guys are really really focused on what do you feel encompasses what you're trying to say with your music is it a main subject or is it multiple subjects you know kind of let the listeners know what where you're coming from yeah so i i do almost all of the lyric writing i try to open it up to the rest of the guys like if there's anything that they want to change about things that i say like i want it to be a group project as well um I, I can get pretty passionate about a couple things like a lot of uh, the songs on this EP are either about uh, religion or I mean, go figure, right? Metal talking about religion. Yeah, um, yeah right. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do something new. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it means a lot. Um, I come from a religious background and I am no longer religious. And so I have a lot of critiques on that. Um, and then I also just about like climate change really and just like the effect that we as humans have on the earth um is a big one which we have a, <laughs> a song called earth which is uh not ambiguous at all <laughs> i don't know no um yeah i mean even from the music standpoint too because josh has played drums and he has a background in music production and just music in general um we all bring in something and we all um write together which is an interesting thing and we all have i feel an equal voice and yes. you know yep. it's also tough because if your idea and you have a goal for the song or a vision and that can get changed i mean but then at the end of the day like i forget about half the stuff we talk about it's totally. just like who cares you know after a week it's like i don't care anymore just move on like let's yeah. just write a killer song so it's like songs that we want to play because that's another thing is like if we don't like the riff or we don't like the song or whatever like change it and also like i listen to i know i personally listen to podcasts of like how other bands do it and be like oh this band uh, i think archspire was the one that was like yeah we all have to like the riff because we have to play this riff a billion a times billion. so it's like okay all right makes yeah. sense yeah so, makes sense like i don't want to go out there and be like oh i hate this pre-chorus or this chorus it's like no dude this like you should enjoy your own music like josh homie did that with caius like they all listen to their own music and back in the day bands were like that's weird you like your own music and he's like you don't like your music and they're like no we just do this because whatever and it's like no oh, man we're doing this for fun Come yeah on. and we have like mm -hmm. kind of an unspoken rule that like 
if you don't like an idea, like at least try it once, try it with right. everybody. Right. If it still is just like a thorn in your side, like pluck it and we'll get rid of it. But ultimately, like we want people to at least one, try it. And then two, if you don't like it, what's your idea? Yeah. Like come so up with something. Offer a like, solution no, no. instead of just criticizing it. Because it's easier then because then that solution will then spark a whole nother oh. thing. Because then that, that's happened before where we've been like, oh, no. And then you're inspired. And all of a sudden, it's just like those gears moving, right? Because you might have like writer's block. And then we're just moving. And it's completely like. Completely different melody. Completely, like completely different. Completely different. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, where did that go? But then it sounds so much better. And everyone's on the same page. And. Um, yeah. Nice. What would you say? Like, why don't you guys like pick three songs that you think basically sums up this album? Ooh. Okay. Dissolve. so dissolve <laughs> is dissolve. a the title track off the record right um it's a six okay. song ep five six, six songs six. Yeah. ep yeah. uh dissolve is the title track dissolve is uh just my outlet for being a nihilist uh, and like things just not meaning anything uh to me which is pretty new in my life and so i've just been exploring that idea about how we all and i i'm a huge donnie darko fan and um one of the quotes from that movie is every living thing will die alone. And like, I know that's super like depressing, but no, it's super uh, metal. It's okay. just, it's super real. And right. I wanted to like kind of reflect on that. So I would say dissolve is our title track. I think that's going to be the main one that I want people to really listen to.
wanted to listen to everything because I'm so proud of it. Can you say vacuous from for for from point of that was the first song we all wrote together? Yes. That was the song that like my dad, who's not really into what he calls the cookie monster vocals. Uh he was like, Wow, this this song has very like system of a down uh sounding yeah i do like tonal screaming right and it was the first song we wrote together because dissolve started out with just andy and i and then andy i and ross and then it was just like everyone started adding their own thing and it was kind of like oh we're writing together as a collective unit but vacuous is like we all sat down and we also had a time crunch and we had a like we wrote that song in like three weeks and but it sounds so killer
It's one of my favorites for sure. Yep. Um, yep. And then I would say Ivory is our. Yeah, I, Ivory's. So I, Ivory Hall is pretty sick. Also yeah. Is, uh, an, also, not a very ambiguous term. Yeah. For, like critique. It's weird because it's like it's a very black metal feel because I wrote the melody uh, and the verse and I was like, hey, guys, here you go. Like, what are we going to do with this? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, and it was like that. Right. But then it was also like Alex took it away and then he added samples. And when we played it, we played it 
together for the first time and you had samples with church bells and choirs and organs and it was like all of a sudden we all had choir robes on and it was weird yeah it was weird and then i was like why am i not playing this right i'm so distracted and it sounds so good and it's gonna be on the ep which i'm really excited about but yeah ivory halls is super sick and i mean it's i don't know i mean our music's so i don't know we're like a box of chocolate band you know like we're yeah we we have so many i mean there's so many influences and beauty in metal that it's like why not pick from every single one of them as right? long as they're cohesive right they're and cohesive right yeah 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 we we can do that but like i could point as like ivory halls is like a black metal song dissolve is definitely like old school death metal um uh vacuous has like a new like metal new metal right so it's like and there's a breakdown at the end you know so it's like all these cool things about metal like yeah it has cleans and like i don't know man like there's so many cool things about metal that it's like why not just pull from every single one of them right right and you know a quote-unquote genre dies if it doesn't evolutionize yeah totally if you're doing the same thing 20 years later like yeah i don't know i'm just not interested anymore (laughs) yeah i mean that's and that's the hard thing too is when bands don't they do one thing and then they try to experiment it's like no just keep on experimenting like have those experimental albums and like i think that's cool when prog bands you know quote unquote prog bands do that like rush had that you know they were like a rock band and then they did the weird 80s like synth thing and then they kind of went back you know led zeppelin is like notorious for all the different i mean like dude you got like reggae rock and roll blues acoustic like they did everything aerosmith whoever and that's the beauty i think that of our band is we can relate to all of these types of things so yeah because we all love such different types of metal too i know you touched on that mitch yeah we all have our own favorite genres oh yeah yeah, for sure that and like sprinkle it on top right 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 and that's great because then you're pulling from different you know genres and your influences and and it creates a little bit of a different flavor to what you're what yeah, you're doing definitely for sure and with this um ep coming out um have you guys been out playing these songs um live oh, yet yeah. oh yeah so that's another thing that i've heard bands say um they wish they could play the new songs live so like comedians will do that they'll go and like riff on ideas in small clubs and they'll kind of get their act and figure it out and then they'll go and do a yep. stadium and it's super tight like for us i've noticed that Granted, we'll, we only play small clubs yeah but. i mean yeah <laughs> but but like you know we'll right, so, so far. far right so when we, when we played vacuous for the first time after a couple times we started like oh we like this and that and you could make changes right and like no one knows like the difference if you change a note here and there but we know right or like oh there's this different drum part or a different vocal line like we know but it's like we're just making this song better and better right and then seeing the crowd interaction because that's another part of live that's you don't really get to see on a studio album is that you that that energy like oh people like this they like that and i know dave Grohl talks about that when he writes songs is like the head bob kind of thing like okay cool that's like that's the line that's where you start and then you kind of build off from there um and for us it's like i don't know for us it's the stank face like stank you face. see someone yeah. in that crowd being like because <laughs> you want to win that person over that's in the back folded their arms and they want to see behemoth you want that that guy to at least be like okay cool yeah like pick up one of our free stickers like yeah. we just you could take a free right. sticker if right or if they're just bobbing their head like people don't have to mosh but if they do it's awesome but if Pretty they're cool. just bobbing their head 
that's somebody like i remember we played bremen and this this guy grabbed a poster and a sticker and he was talking to his friend and i was like hey man how's it going they're like oh well, really we caught like the end of your set and it was really good and it was like oh man they're like yeah we just popped in we heard metal and we you guys are awesome and it was like oh, cool that's awesome like okay very yeah. cool so got got a fan for life i hope so yeah i hope so yeah and then with doing all you know playing these gigs recording this album is this like your full-time thing or do you guys have day jobs and if so then do you have like a work-life balance that's difficult or is it a good control i would say that we have a pretty good i personally i have a pretty good like balance we we practice two to three times a week yeah uh usually it's three times as we're coming up to a show just Mm -hmm. to make sure we're tight it's pretty um, much three times a week. Pretty, for me, it's two times a week. Yeah. That's my work-life balance. I can only do two. Um, I have a full-time job. Action practices three yeah. times yeah. a week. We'll say. <laughs> yeah, I, I was until I was going to classes. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm out of school. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's for us. It's the uh the structure too of our practices. So we'll, especially when we have shows coming up, we'll run through the set right. So then we'll start way early. And we'll start practicing the set, run it through. If there's any issues, go through them. We'll write. And I was told by Patrick from H1Z1 when I was telling him about our practices, he was the one that was like, dude, you guys should totally break up your practices on this and that. And so far, like we've been doing that, you know, loosely to our own accord. And it's been really going really well because I feel like every time we play a show, we're pretty ready. You know, we're not rusty. We're not freaking out. I mean, it also helps that we practice at home too, but yeah, yeah. work-life balance. I mean, my fiance knows Sundays are practice, Wednesdays are practice, Fridays are practice. Like she knows. She tells everyone, all my family members, even my like my immediate family is like, oh yeah, I'm interested, you know, he's practice on Sundays. So, you know, from this time to this time, you know. So all of his family members sound <laughs> like that too. Yeah, exactly. They all yeah. sound like that. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I think eventually, I mean, we all work full time or have uh, a full time job of some sort, and then um so yeah i mean it's it's tough but i mean that's that's what you gotta do you're you're in a working band and you know eventually it'll pay the bills but we just gotta put in the grind yeah hopefully right right what was the major thing it could be individual or as a group that you guys learn from doing the album diy good um i would say the main thing that we learned i think we touched on a little bit is that like the first take is not going to be the last take oh and oh yeah <laughs> we we almost know for a fact that like when we not in a way of well, that's recording. the start <laughs> yeah the start. but you know what i mean no yeah first take is just you know one of many yeah, yeah it's gonna one be of like many. okay this is where we're at but we're gonna have to all listen to it and then we we try to listen to it all together when all five of us are here in the the practice space we'll play it yeah. and then we'll make real-time notes and then yeah. change them in real time and so I think that was a big thing for me. And two, like it's taking a lot longer than any of us really thought. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is good though. I feel like we're in a place where we're really proud of what we've made. Well, I think a lot of us too, like learning curve of playing with the metronome and everything, you know, Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. That was another thing like learning how to tempo map yeah, and like mapping play to a click, but then figuring out where the line is like for live, we don't, we follow Andy cause he's our click, but in the studio, it's like, okay follow a click because we want it to sound the best as possible so it's like again going back to that i mean that's the goal and it's i don't know i mean i think that's probably as we're wrapping this up what was a major influential 
concert for you, either as a performer or as um, an audience member, or even give me one for, of both for like the just like with the band, or what do you mean? Just by you, it? like inspiration overall, oh, oh, just you. Me? Yeah, I personally. think the one that I got was um, I saw Rage Against the Machine. That one was a big one okay. because I saw when you know when they first started and Zach wasn't really in into it and then three songs in he got into it and I think I then realized like oh we need more like stuff to get people going like the crowd going I feel like in metal you when you're going and blasting you know blast beating and playing like a million miles per hour it's like how do you get the the, the band you know the the crowd involved so I think that was like oh we need more like crowd participation in our songs so it's like how can we do that so then I thought about that more like because Josh is doing vocals and running around and I'm like, well, I also have a mic so like I can do stuff. So now I'm like thinking about that more. So that was probably it for sure. Okay, cool. You probably would have been uh, the first time I ever went to go see Avenged Sevenfold, honestly. Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, RIP, was and still is to say probably one of my biggest inspirations and drum idols. So seeing him play live was just a whole new standard set for me as a drummer myself i feel like yeah and nice cool. i would honestly i think so when i when i started trying to vocalize i was like so young and i just wanted to sound like all these people that i was listening to like phil bozeman of white chapel or jake from august burns right like all these different things all these different people were like inspiring to me um and so like I've I've seen both of those bands live and they're great. Um, I think ultimately now that I've played on stage a couple times and like I've been trying to like fit into who I'm going to be on stage, even before our first show, um, I was practicing before the show with my partner <laughs> in the car. In, in the car or like <laughs> yeah. even like at home. And I like, how do I want to look on stage? How do I want to feel on stage? And I put in like a lot of work and like the the vocalist that I look up to both vocally and um, stage presence wise is this guy named um, Darius from Spite. And he's just like all over the place. He's got like long hair like me. I'm just like, okay, you can't do that and not like choke on your own hair. Great. Um, (laughs) And he like runs all around. He has all this energy and he's just like super uh, engaging. And I actually just saw Spite for the first time on Wednesday this past week at the rave and just seeing him live and seeing that happen like that was he was the video that i showed my partner when i was like this is what i want to be like this is what i want to look like on stage and seeing him live and then just seeing like how i've just kind of settled into my own on stage and i do act a little crazy and like i love it and it's just like super cathartic for me and so seeing him was just like super affirming that like yeah this is the way i want to go yeah josh has definitely like grown to his own because I remember it's like I was like, yeah, I'll do, you know, banter and stuff like that. And then over time, like trying to do less and less and be like, dude, he's the front man. I'm doing backup vocals like, yeah, I mean, we talk about like if he needs like a break and like to do some banter during the set. But like, I mean, Josh has come into his own as a vocalist for sure. And like knowing the rhythms too helps because then he can definitely do the hype up as well. Um, And I think that's the hardest thing is like trying to get people hyped up. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's awesome when he can like throw jokes and things like that. Like, I mean, he, yeah, definitely a different person on stage, which two I love Josh. Yeah. There's two different Josh's <laughs> there's Josh and Joshua and there's, yeah, it's great. And I love it. And it's awesome because seeing how he is like from videos, like it's like, Whoa, 
Like he goes hard and it's like, oh man, I have to go. I like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, it, and it's awesome because it's like trying to yeah. be the best live band we can and then have, you know, the best songs and all these things. Like, I think we're, we're doing really good. We have some things that we have to work on. I know I have to work on, but that just comes with time, you know, and that we just where we've been a band for about a year ish now, something like that. complete band about a year so um and it's just going to take time but you know um, constantly learn yeah you know you gotta leave everything out there on the stage yeah i do i leave about five pounds of my sweat (laughs) (laughs) is there anything i haven't asked you that you guys wanted to talk about before i let you guys go um when uh my fiance like tells people that i'm in a band everyone's like oh i want to be in a band and it's like you can be in a band the hardest part about being in a band is managing personalities 100 percent. like we are five individuals coming with a different idea of how a song or band should look like and we all have to figure it out as adults so yeah that's the hardest thing about being in a band like 100 percent. everything else is like right whatever it's part of being in a band but like the managing personalities and expectations yeah and respect yeah respect respect for sure yeah no name calling treat people with respect you know talk like adults you know have discussions obviously it helps when you're sarcastic and make jokes and things like that that helps with like you know the the lubricant of you know the conversation but yeah i mean the just respecting others and that's another thing that milwaukee's metal scene sometimes needs some uh some help with respecting others and we audience members we haven't experienced we, we haven't experienced that i've just seen that when i was in other bands i've seen that where bands will blow up on each other and it's like dude no don't do that that's not cool <laughs> yeah right right so where can people find you? Where are they going to be able to find this EP that's going to be coming Heck out? Yeah. So we have a single out right now. It's called The Table. It's on Spotify, um, Apple Music, YouTube, anywhere that you can find screen. music. Right. Check it out. Just type in The Table, Inverted Vision. We're on Instagram at at Inverted, Me- Inverted, Inverted Vision, Vision Metal. Metal. We're on Facebook. We have uh, our own website. Yep. Yeah, we have a website as well. You can pick up some merch from us and like all of our music's on there and some show videos as well. Yeah. And that's uh, invertedvisionmetal.com. Yep. Yep. So, and Andy is like our Facebook extraordinaire. So like if you want to get real up to date, like timely updates, yeah. Facebook and our our uh, website Facebook. are going to be. Webs- Facebook yeah. website and Insta. Yeah. yeah. Those are going to be. Andy, Andy is the band mom. 100%. And then you can just come to some of our shows. We'll have some physical CDs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, no time flat. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Are they going to be able to purchase it on Bandcamp? Yes. As we well? are on oh, Bandcamp. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So people who can go and actually give this band some money for, yeah. for their music sure. instead of just paying uh, 20 bucks a month for right. streaming 100%. it. 100%. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate you being on the show on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you so much for having us on. This was great. Well, there's the guys from Inverted Vision. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Hope you learned some great stuff about their music, about them. If you're interested in being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast, you can always go to wisconsinmusicpodcast.com and sign up on the guest request list. All it asks for is your name and email. We'll get back to you. Other than that, have a great week, everybody. Keep helping amplifying Wisconsin music. See you next time.